Hello, we are the Shy Guys and you're listening to Connecting to Host, your co-op on multiplayer gaming podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Skyforce Reloaded, which is a classic shoot-em-up experience packed in gorgeous visuals and excellent gameplay. Enjoy flashy explosions, beautiful scenery and massive bosses in single-player or local co-op modes. It's developed by Infinite Dreams in Poland, who have done a whole bunch of Skyforce Anniversary Reloaded a whole bunch of games around this in different platforms, and Skyforce Reloaded is available on PC, Steam, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, iOS, and Android. Although the original version was actually from 2006 and was made for Symbian and Pocket PC. Obviously, not quite as flashy down back in 2D and back in the day. <laughs> and was the sequel to the 2004 game Skyforce. A lot of history to this. Yeah. Um, We've been playing it together on Nintendo Switch. We were actually both in the UK a little while ago, which is nice. So we got to play it in couch co-op. But I've also played it a whole bunch on iOS. And you've played it on iOS I've played it a lot on the Switch. I've not played it on iOS. I played um, Mm -hmm. Skyforce um, Anniversary, which is effectively Ah, the same game. I played that a shit ton on the iMac in 5K. And I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, this is nice. Uh, so yeah, um, I will describe a little bit about what uh, Skyforce is. I mean, all of the Skyforce games, all of them in the series, all the way back to the Symbian era, are much the same thing. I mean, it's a vertical scrolling shooter um, where you are a little plane and you can go up, down, left, right, and you can shoot a load of stuff and there's going to be a load of lasers and bullets and stuff flying at you. Um, that's the meat of it really uh, this particular version there are 15 levels each one takes about four to five minutes um, there's loads of varied enemies different planes some come in patterns some are just static turrets on the ground that shoot shit ton of stuff at you um, there's usually a massive boss fight at the end of each level be that like a big tank uh, and there's a train in one of them there's like some spidery mech things all kinds of stuff to be shooting at um, and it's it's really a sort of what I call a rinse and repeat style of gameplay, uh, <laughs> whereby you basically go through the level, shoot a load of stuff, you get a load of stars as you go, you might die, you might not, you keep your stars, whatever, and then with those stars you upgrade your ship, and then you do it again, and again, and again, <laughs> and then you do it at harder difficulties, and then you do the same thing again and again and again and again. Um, so it's very samey, but some people like that. Yeah, as we'll discuss later on. Um, So each level has four medals to collect. uh, One for killing 70% of the enemies, one for killing 100% of the enemies, one for picking up all the humans that you have to like hover over for a few seconds to retrieve, uh, and then one for taking no damage at all. Um, And each level uh, has three difficulty levels. So once you've done it on normal, you then unlock hard, and then you unlock extreme. Um, So also it's a bit weird, like level 12, that the normal one will be easier sorry will be harder than playing the extreme of level one so Mm. you can't like go from level one to 15 and then do it one to 15 again on hard and then one to 15 on extreme it's more like you do level one level two level three level two level two level two level two level three level three level three oh i've got enough upgrades to do level four level four level four level five level Mm. five now i'll do level one hard five times (laughs) and a lot of it is about earning those stars so that you can upgrade your ship because I just don't think you're powerful enough to actually kill everything. No, like you can't. You can't get the hundred percent enemies until you've got enough power ups on certain levels. So, yeah, it's mainly. I mean, we'll probably discuss this later. But the amount of time it takes to kill a certain enemy, 
Like, mm. it might take 1.8 seconds of sustained damage to kill it, but with an upgrade, that might be 1.6 seconds. And that difference means that you can get over to the other side of the screen quick enough to then shoot the thing that's coming in. Otherwise, you don't mm. have time, and so it's going to pass you by. Um, anyway, there's loads of other stuff as well. I'll just sort of rattle through it. I mean, you've got uh, three different power-up types, uh, shields, lasers, and bombs, um, which will work in a way that you can probably imagine. Um, and you can hold up to five of each, I think, apart from the bomb, which is like three. Uh, and you can upgrade them to extend the amount of length of time they last or the amount of damage they do. Um, one of the cool mechanics that I really like is uh, cards. So you collect these like little cards that just randomly pop mm. up. And if you survive to the end of the level you unlock it um, and there's permanent cards so they might add something like 10% faster human pickup or your ship moves quicker um, and then there are sort of time period locked ones so like your bomb will do double damage for the next 15 actual minutes of time not gameplay actual real lifetime which kind of keeps you playing more you, you tend to get more of those on ios and android where they want to rinse you for a bit of premium <laughs> money but <laughs> yeah, I guess it's worth um, worth yeah. pointing out that on the PC and everything but mobile, you just buy the game for a tenner and you get everything. You still have to unlock it in game, but nothing with actual currency, and it'll be unlocked at instant on on PC. But when yeah. you play it on mobile, you have the the usual kind of ooh, you've got enough stars, pay them, but it's going to take you a few minutes unless you want to spend some more stars. And oh, you can also buy some stars for some real cash if you'd like. Yeah, but, yes, it's a very. It, I mean. It's, yeah, I'll come to it later on, but it's an interesting mm. way of doing it. Um, so the other two things are that there are ships that you can collect. And this is kind of cool. You have like a default ship, um, but then you can get other ones by finding the parts in various levels. And again, like cards, if you pick one up, you have to survive the level to basically mm. get that part. I think there's four or five parts for each ship. And once you've unlocked a set, you then get that ship that you can choose at the beginning of each level. So, for example, there's one uh, that I use called Ace of Spades, um, which increases your chance of finding cards. But your health is basically, if you get hit, you will die. <laughs> there's no, uh, you will not survive long with that ship if you get hurt. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and then the final thing, which is new to this version of the game specifically. So this is like the one thing that is different to Skyforce anniversary which is the same game engine and pretty much the same game in a lot of other ways um, is engineers uh, which you get by completing certain challenges so a challenge might be like destroy a certain number of enemies or upgrade your ships a certain amount of time or kill a certain boss and once you've got a certain amount of these points you can then cash them in and you get given various engineers um, mm -hmm. so uh, one of the first ones you get um, enables you to basically ignore the first hit and it's kind of sinister because you you get a hit and then your health doesn't go down and then you just hear this like laughter from this woman that <laughs> saved you from it. It's a bit bit creepy. Um, and one of the other ones I've got, um, which I unlocked today actually, I was playing it this afternoon. Um, it just <laughs> the description for it is he has loads of cool power ups. And so you've got no <laughs> idea what it does. But once I got hit by someone and then suddenly I just did like a wave detonation blast. At someone, it's like, huh? Okay, that's a bit random, but uh, cool. Yeah, so that's that's the basics of the game. It is a bullet hell style, flyy, shooty, strafey, multiple yeah. run through game. I mean, at its heart, if you've played Ikaruga or Dodonpachi or any of that era of vertical scrolling shooters with lots of bullets to dodge, you know where you are. Yep. <laughs> it does something differently, but you know you're in the. And right it looks ballpark. pretty. Yeah, it does, which is pretty interesting given. 
it looks pretty much the same on iOS. It's not, it's not, it looks pretty because it uses uh, huge amounts of effects that are, you know, oh, it uses this great tessellation effect to make the one million poly ship or anything. It's just really good visuals the way it's been put Solid. together with pretty Solid simple visuals. meshes overall. So but yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the multiplayer experience, maybe any other, other bits that are just uh, dripping off the ends. So I will talk about the co-op, which is, I think it's local co-op only right on the Switch. Correct. Yes. I think it's local co-op on everything. I don't think there's any way of uh-huh. playing it online. Cool. Yeah, and I remember that from the anniversary one as well, so I guess that makes sense. But, there is um, some one specific thing, sorry to interrupt you. Hmm. Um, there is an online component, which is that each week they have a different challenge that you can do. Yeah. Um, so it's usually like a level at a set difficulty, and it might have a few different enemies, or it might be different in some way. Um, but that rotates each week. Um, yeah. But that's it. I mean, it's just a, a way of mining for stars, basically. There's no. Yeah. I knew there was online one gameplay. online component, but I couldn't remember what it was. So yeah. So yeah, but I mean, I mean. It's not even split screen because you share the same screen. You move up the screen at the same pace because it's a fixed vertical movement anyway in the game. So um, it's not vastly different when you take two players. You just got two entities moving around controlled by two different controllers. So the there are a few nuances, I guess, in that the second player is a guest to the main account and doesn't sign in with a separate account. So they can't unlock achievements or make their own progress, which is saved on their account. Uh, when they start the level, the second player also can't purchase power-ups, so they kind of piggyback on what the main player has or has done. Uh, and they can only use the ones that either they collect during the run or that they get as a starting bonus for having the relevant cards. The second player can always pick the default ship as well, but the pool of ships that the main player has doesn't allow you to duplicate your selection. So if Ben, for instance, had picked the Ace of Spades ship, then I couldn't pick it for the same run. But if you had two or three ships in your inventory, we could both pick different ones. So uh, last but not least, uh, you still only actually have one life in your run through. So if you die, then the second player kind of has to just sit back and relax when fingers crossed, hope that the first player can do all of the magic. Yeah, you but do a lot of that. <laughs> That is because my controller was shit. No. <laughs> Classic excuse. Um, but you mentioned that there is a card you can find where if you do get that, then the second player can move around as a ghost and still pick up stars. As we mentioned, given that really the main point of doing most runs is to actually hoover up the stars so you can get the upgrades to come back and win the game better, faster, or at harder difficulties, actually it's really useful to have that second player hoovering up the stars. So not all is lost, even when Ben keeps dying. <laughs> I'd never die. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to our likes and dislikes if there's nothing yeah. else to uh, discuss? Great. Uh, well, my first like, I mean, it's just, it's a great game. I mean, it is just a fast, action packed, vertical scrolling shooter. I mean, it's just, it's exactly what you expect it is going to be. Um, it has some very nice, flashy visuals. Like, I mean, it is a decent looking game. I mean, it's not. Hmm. And to be fair, I mean, like the explosions and stuff and like the waves, like there's bits where you like fly over the sea and there's clouds. It's all very, very like not hyper realistic, but it's not cartoony either. It's kind of mm-hmm. just just looks good. Just looks really, really nice. Um, and it like gets mixed up with like quite a few, you know, 
different bits and pieces as you go along like the the visuals are different as you go along there'll be different enemy types that kind of thing um so i really like it for that reason i mean it's one that i can just you know if i've got 15 minutes spare you just sit and blast through it for a little bit on the switch it's very nice um i love playing skyforce anniversary i mean i played it loads on the iMac at 5K mm. and it looked gorgeous <laughs> at 5K resolution, solid 60 FPS, even on, you know, shitty iMac graphics cards. It was still solid at that resolution and at that speed. Uh, and uh, I just sat listening to Taylor Swift while I played through it. It was the perfect, perfect soundtrack for it. Just uh, <laughs> You're a classy guy, Ben. Classy. I really was. Honestly, just strafing around to shake it off. Perfect. You can't, <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs> But I think maybe my first light is just to reiterate on that to some degree and say that it does look really nice, even though it's uh, fundamentally been built for Android and iOS. So the whole package is probably only like six or 700 megs, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it's under a gig. Right. Um, even on PC or Switch, it's a, it's a pretty small game. And yeah, I mean, no, no single piece. I mean, if you zoom in on one of the ships, you're not going to be looking at it going, wow, that looks like it belongs in the Star Wars movie. But the way the whole thing fits together is really nice. Like the aesthetics overall, the design decisions, uh, the way they've used it, colour in it to make it really stand out, make all the planets feel very different. There's more dusty desert planet, which doesn't just have a, a kind of deserty background, but has more kind of dust clouds moving around in the atmosphere. It looks really good, like you say. And what's really impressive is actually I have one of the 12-inch MacBooks, which kind of the they came out a couple of years ago i think it's the second generation one i'm not sure if there's been another one since or a second update and it runs really well on that which is quite nice because it means that there's something you can just sit back and play on a 12 inch macbook and i know it's made for ipad but quite often they ramp up all the settings when they bring it to pc so that it won't run on something that that underpowered but actually it runs really well on that and you can just if you're on a plane and you've got your little 12 inch macbook and you're taking it for work Nice to have something you can actually play, and both the Skyforce games run really well on it, natively on a Mac OS as well. So that's a yeah. huge props to that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I completely stole your point. I mean, it's just a great looking game. I hadn't realised you were going to talk about that, but uh, no, it's great. It looks really good. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I like most about it, um, and why I don't mind the whole grind of going through repeatedly, is that there's lots to unlock, like. If it was just the stars and it was just to get to the end of the level and get all the medals, I'd be like, eh, I don't really give a shit. Don't really care. But the fact that there are these little cards to collect and the engineers mm. and the ships, that really draws me in. And it adds a lot of tension as well because you find a card and then you're like, oh, shit, this is a level I don't think I'm going to complete. I was just doing it to grind for cards. I've got to concentrate now. I've got to be more focused. <laughs> and then when you die and you lose the cards, you're like, no. Because there's no guarantee it'll be there again. I mean, it just they're random when they drop. Sometimes you'll do like ten runs, no cards, and then suddenly you'll do have two in a row with cards, <laughs> and you die, and you're like, mm. there's like a weird card finding mechanic as well. Like you can go and you can pay stars, and then it will tell hmm. you the it'll tell you the zones which are most likely to have a card this run, huh? Which is kind of weird. It's got weird little radar UI. I don't really like using it because I'm like, I'm not going to waste the stars. They'll just come if they do. Yeah, um, yeah. But I do like that. I mean, it's very, reminds me a lot of Titanfall. I was thinking about that today. Hmm. Um, the thing I loved about Titanfall, the thing that brought me back to it constantly was that little sense of progression, like you were unlocking stuff and you were working towards something. Um, and this has that same draw. Like if you like collectibles, this is a, a fun little rinse and repeat 
game to go through. Yeah. Cool. I mean, my last like, and this is uh, maybe a little bit, not ironic, but it's going to actually clash with my dislikes to some degree. But um, <laughs> when you progress through the levels, the levels are varied. <laughs> so when you play level one, level two, level three, they all have a very distinct feel. They quite often introduce new, I won't say new core mechanics, but new bad guys that have different firing patterns or different AI patterns, different mechanics. Sometimes there's just these massive turrets that fire beams horrible. across the screens that take a lot of damage to kill to the point where you start thinking, maybe I, I can just fly past them, but then, you know, you've got this beam that comes in every three seconds that causes you issues. So throughout the, as you progress through all the different levels, there's a whole bunch of different bad guys and mechanics that come in so that each level does feel very unique and varied. And apparently you can even get through the entirety of stage five without even firing a shot, for instance. That's kind of cool. You can get through with a, a great score without even shooting anything. So Level five is always in a Skyforce game. I don't know why, but it's always been the <laughs> case that it is a level where you start and then within a couple seconds, your guns get disabled. So you mm. physically can't fire. Um, and then you basically just have to dodge everything. <laughs> There's nothing you can do but dodge. And there is a card you can find that then lets you keep your weapons. So yeah. that you can shoot everything and get the medals for um, destroying the stuff. Uh, but that that is... Uh, I hate that level because it's horrendously difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess a, the good thing is, is that while you play the different levels and different difficulties, I would say if there's one or two that you really hate, you don't have to go back and do that one again. You no. can go back and grind the earlier levels a little bit more to get the unlocks. I mean, obviously, the higher stages tend to give you more stars on a run-through. So you're kind of incentivized to run through the higher levels over and over instead of the lower ones. But you can skip one if you really hate it. Just finish it once to unlock the next level. And you don't have to go back again if you really don't want to. So. I mean, I should probably talk a little bit about the difficulty. Because, I mean, this is going to be a, a like or a dislike depending on your point of view. But the difficulty is a little hard, in my opinion. So I've not completed the game yet. Like, gone through all of them on mm. normal. And I've played it for something like 12 hours. Uh, and there's only 15 levels, and they only take about five minutes each. But today, I was trying to do level 10, and it's like, just can't <laughs> can't do it. And then I go level one on extreme difficulty, piece of piss. I can blaze through that, and it is because you need a certain amount of firepower to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you just can't get through. So it's not even, like, you can't just go through them in order. You have to grind a huge amount before you can progress. Even after you've played it for you know, 10, 12 hours, you're still not going to see the final fight yet. Um, interestingly, a... it was like, oh, this is the final boss. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's five more levels after this, judging by the map. <laughs> but I think that might be where they've added more content or something. I'm not, not quite sure. But that's a nice segue into my first dislike. I mean, that, that grinding mechanic is the thing that I dislike the most. Yeah. I think it's, it's frustrating that you have to grind to get powerful enough to get through the levels. I would say when you're correctly powered for a level or what feels like correctly powered, it's not fundamentally a difficult game. It's nowhere near the, the sort of difficulty of Ikaruga or Dodonpachi. It gets difficult when you just can't destroy things quick enough to actually keep up with the level. Like there's 10 planes flying towards you, they come on the screen, you shoot them the entire time, and you can't destroy them because you're not leveled up enough. Yeah. It's like, ha. Huh. So and you can dodge them, maybe get through the level, but you can't get all the medals. And then you have to go back to previous levels, finish them a few more times, get the stars, up, upgrade your weapon, power up maybe your armor so you can take a few more hits. 
then you can get through the level reasonably well. So it's um, that kind of enforced repetition, which, like you say, is a is a lot. It's not like oh, I'll just go back and play level one a couple of it times, is a huge like, no, no, amount, no. a few dozen times. Like, uh, and that's I'd one of the key just things. Get through the games in a few hours. That's one of the key things you pointed out, though, is that it's frustrating. Like you can just not shoot the ships and still beat the level, but you don't get any stars. You get stars yeah. for killing ships. That's how you get them. So you have to be destroying stuff because otherwise you will get to a point where you can't progress because you need to shoot stuff that's in your way. Yeah. Um, so it's annoying. My my dislike was more about the, the co-op stuff. Um, and it's very similar to Cuphead in this sense. Um, and I forget what episode we recorded that on, but you can go back and listen to that. Yeah. Um, and we say this exact same thing, which is that it's questionable whether a co-op partner is a help or a hindrance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I think overall it helps because the, the interesting thing is that the difficulty does not ramp up based on the um, uh, number of people playing. So mm. the, it's not like in, in Cuphead, the enemies were twice as difficult when you had two people. Uh, in this, they're not. They're the same. So it is actually much easier. But there's a lot yeah. more going on. It's a lot easier for you to crash into something yeah. um, or get hit by a bullet because you think it's your friend's one and not yours. and it does make it a bit harder to a certain degree. So that would be my only dislike. I mean, aside from the repetition, I mean, again, yeah. I mean, as the notes say that I'm looking at, it says, uh, for John, very repetitive, grindy, grindy. <laughs> <laughs> grindy, grindy is exactly the yeah. phrase to use. But uh, whether that's a dislike for you will depend on what, what you like from a game. So, you know. Yeah. And just talking about the the cuphead effect as well, I think it's... In a bullet hell game, you're fundamentally kind of training yourself to dodge everything on the screen. That's yes. at least when I play. I'm like, I know that I need to hold down the fire button to keep firing. Although I guess on iOS it auto fires, but it doesn't on Switch, right? Or does it? No, I forget. No, it doesn't. No, no. So you, but just, you just hold, hold the trigger it down, down because so. you know that you always want to fire. But then your brain, at least my brain, kind of kicks into a now my job is to dodge everything that I haven't fired. And when you add a second player, you're kind of like, except for their bullets, <laughs> which makes it more complicated. I, I, I thought it was, um, like you say, takes some getting used to. Uh, but I think if you're going to commit to playing it that way, you'll get over it. Because it is, does seem reasonably fair because there are two of you now blasting at enemies. So. Uh, but you're right. There were a few times when you die and you're like, oh, shit. That doesn't feel, <laughs> that doesn't feel right. It's also a little bit of a... Sh- little bit of a shame that you need to find a specific card in order to get that mechanic mm. for the second player's ghost being able to pick up stars. It's like, come on, if there's someone else just sat there, it's not much fun for them. Yeah. You know, like it seems a bit of a shame to hide that behind a random mechanic. Like even if it was just the case of, okay, you have to pay two thousand stars to unlock that thing. Yeah. That would then be you better. You could just buy it when you wanted. Yeah, like I play co-op games, I want to have that ability. Um, seems a bit of a shame because otherwise, like if you're single player and you find that card, you're like, "Well, oh, big whoop! That's not what I want." <laughs> so it's, it's a bit of an odd design decision, in my yeah. opinion. But anyway, cool. Let's move on to our final comments. So I just want to mention that, and I know I said it jokingly earlier, but there definitely was a certain element of lag when I was playing with the controller. Now, I'm not sure if this is really fair to to put on on Skyforce as a culprit because we were using the 8-bit do USB dongle so that we could actually use the Xbox wireless controller to play the game. So I was playing it on an Xbox controller on the Switch 
and it's slightly it's entirely possible that the lag was added by using that yeah plus there's always been the, the odd dodgy connection issue with switch and and the wireless controllers i guess so i mean it could been it could have been and, any and, of those and things also not the it, game. If, if i may also point out that that was very late in the evening after you'd had a day <laughs> drinking gin so it may be it may just possibly be that the lag was a user nope, error nope 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 <laughs> Impossibly. This is definitely something to think about on, on Switch. That, like you say, I mean, it's yeah. Switch hardware. I've noticed with the Pro Controller, sometimes you get a little bit of... You think to yourself, that ah, isn't quite as good as I thought. Because I had mm. this playing um, Celeste. Um, yeah. I noticed a little bit of lag sometimes with my Pro Controller, which is why I bought that 8-bit do thing to try and sort that out specifically for Celeste, and it didn't help at all. Um, nice. So it may be that if you're worried about that, you might want to uh, try this on PC. Uh, yeah. or on Xbox or PlayStation. Um, yeah. Um, the only thing I wanted to sort of comment on, which I, I briefly alluded to earlier, was the, the interesting difference in the business models. Like, I really admire the fact that they have the same game effectively on mobile and console. And they've gone, you know what, on console, we're going to stick with, you know, it's a price between mm. 7 and £12, pounds, pretty much. You download it, that's the game. Whereas on iOS and Android, it's a totally free game. But then they have adverts, so you can pay like two quid to get rid of the adverts. They have things like coin doublers, so if you pay two pounds, then you get double stars for the rest of your lifetime playing the game. Um, it's kind of interesting that they've gone, like they've managed to take a game and just tweak the business model, but actually leave the majority mm. of the game the same. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Like it makes it really easy for us when we come to recommendations to say, you know, if you're not even sure if you like this type of game. Yeah. Get the free version on iOS or Android, have a little play with it and go, ooh, okay, that's nice. And then if you like it, go and pay for it properly and play it on PC or Switch or Xbox or whatever you want to play it on. Um, so it is nice that that is there. On the other hand, I mean, it just sort of pays into that whole freemium bollocks on mobile. <laughs> like it, in, in another sense, it would be nice if it was just like, okay, level one was free and then you pay five quid to unlock the rest of the game. Would also have been a good business model choice, but... Mm. what can you do while we mention the mobile like mobile versions of this game I think I also want to just say it should probably have been a like but it handles really well on iOS and Android even on the mobile phone which is a pretty small screen so they have a mechanic where I think you can switch the between two different control modes where but the one I always use is the second that you put your thumb down it becomes a joystick and then you can move kind of a delta from where your thumb starts and then the ship moves so when you pull your finger off the screen again everything slows down to maybe a, a fifth of the normal game speed. Yeah. So that actually gives you a bit of time to think because obviously your thumb is covering a quarter of the screen all the time. So that time is actually really valuable. It feels fair and a good balance between my thumbs in the way, but actually oh, I've got a second to think about this. Great, back to it. So I think they've compensated for that really well. I always wondered why they didn't just put like another 50 pixel black bar at the bottom that is the thumb scrubbing area so that your thumb is never covering up anything because it doesn't need all of that height. No, but I, I mean, guess you move up and down the screen as well. You can move oh, up and down. Oh, of course, of course. So. Sorry, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. cool. So we always end each episode with our, our conclusion section where we say whether we'd play it again and whether we'd recommend it. So do you want to kick us off, Ben? Sure. I think as a co-op game, mm. it's difficult to recommend. It's 
it's a nice add-on to a single player game that is solid single player i think go and try it it's fun even if you don't want to do the full grind you'll still get enough enjoyment out of it over a few hours to justify the very very low price i mean it's like eight quid or something on steam so it's worth it for that for just a few hours even if you don't want to do the grinding and if you like grinding and collectibles and shooting and all that kind of stuff then go for it you'll enjoy it uh, i can thoroughly recommend uh, the 1989 album by Taylor Swift <laughs> while playing it. But uh, as a co-op experience, it's there's so many other good co-op games that you can play in couch co-op. Um, it's hard to recommend. Obviously, there's no online multiplayer, so that makes mm. it even harder still to justify. If it had the online multiplayer, I might be like, eh, it's worth playing every so often if you've got a few minutes spare and you just want something light of an evening or you know you want a little palate cleanser between something like a big meaty uh you know like um playing something like dying light and then playing yeah. something like you know divinity 2 or something then to have this in the middle as just a little mix up between would be great but it doesn't have that so to like there's so many other local co-op games you could be doing instead that i think it's a nice add-on but it feels very much like when they add co-op to mario games like <laughs> it's so your little brother can you know help control cappy or collect stars it's kind of that really um yeah so it's a it's a no yeah <laughs> For, on, on a co-op point of view yeah no i mean it's unlikely that we're going to play it again mostly because of the local co-op thing and we only really meet up twice a year and i think by the time we meet up next time this is going to be way off the bottom of our list of things to play would you recommend it? That's actually a really tough one because I, I really like shoot 'em ups and I don't think there are, you know, th this is the experience you get with shoot 'em ups when you play them in co op because you obviously have to share a screen and fire lots of bullets. Uh, it is a shame that you only have one life and therefore when one person dies, there's a lot of just sort of, eh, I'm done. Um, but would I recommend it? I think if you're a shoot 'em up fan, because of the low price, I actually would re recommend it. Again, as long as you hit all these conditions, like, Shoot 'em up fan with a friend who wants to play locally. I could actually picture playing this. Yeah, you know, not for like ever, but you get a few good evenings out of it. And for what seven or eight quid, you only have to buy one copy on split screen. I think I could give it a, a little recommendation. But yeah, I mean, um, for the general gamer, I think you should download the iOS version, and you might really enjoy it on your own. And then buy the the single player version on console. But if you're just looking for more co-op games to play with your mates probably give it a miss so. yeah cool so thanks so much, so much for listening you can check out more of our episodes at connecting uk. previous shows include a way out sea of thieves necropolis we were here too and invisigun heroes you can also check out some game reviews our weekly news and our youtube show at shyguys.io hit us up on twitter at cthcast if you want to give us a recommendation of what to play we'd love to hear from you and if you like the show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. We'll find that really helpful. So thanks ever so much for listening. <laughs>